0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I
1: I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time.
0: Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. <laughs> okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you, you, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. Mookie Betts. Daniel Bard. Steve Aoki. Here's Saltzalamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring.
1: Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Alright, two more pitchers I want to ask you about. One is pitching for you, another is not. Uh, I will start with the one that's pitching with you and finish with the one who's not. Uh, a friend of the program, Michael Kopach. I've I've got a chance to be around Michael ever since, you know, when you were the, with the Red Sox organization and uh, he's come so far. I mean, he's come so far in so many ways and I really, really enjoy talking to him. Um, And he's shown glimpses. I know that he was really banged up last year, um, but he has so much potential. He's not the guy anymore. And correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not the guy who's going to be, here's a video of me throwing 110 miles an hour, you know, with the, with a 15-foot running start, you know, like, not worrying about that. Um, but what's your take on Kopech? I think he's just such an interesting guy.
0: Yeah, he's been great. And, uh, you know, having had him with the Red Sox and now with the White Sox, I, I've kind of seen the mellowing out of his personality. The The intensity and the fire is still there, but it's a, it's a more mature version of what I saw many years ago. Uh, where he was young and, and excited, but but also raw at the same time. And for me, I want to put him in the, the best role where he's going to succeed. And, um, you know, for a lot of pitchers, it's finding a sweet spot between role and preparation. And some guys overthink, some guys work out too much. Uh, you know, it's kind of solving what a pitcher needs uh, in between outings in order to get the most out of them, I think is a big part. Of, of getting the most out of Kopech. So he's he's a tremendous athlete. I mean, at one point, one of the hardest throwers in the game, and that velo that is still in there. And so just putting him in uh, a position where he can succeed and, and let the ball eat and not have to overthink anything or over game plan or, or worry about things, not have too much downtime, is a big part of how we can support him uh, because he's a different guy than he used to be. Um, but all that talent is still in there. And I'm really excited to watch him pitch in 2024. Do you remember?
1: I mean, obviously you remember when he was young and obviously he goes over in the Chris sale trade and that you you trade for Chris sale, you got to give up something. So, but your perspective back then about what he was, what he was going to be. and, And like you said, we all thought, Oh, he's the guy who throws 105 with, he looks like Thor, you know? So, but now is is different. So do you remember that? Do you remember like when when that trade was made? What your thoughts were?
0: Yeah, and uh, I distinctly remember because he had been throwing well in the Arizona Fall League at the time, and um, you know, we, multiple different arms have been talked about in that trade. I remember I was in the room when it went down at the winter meetings, and uh, uh, you know, Jason Groom's name was in there, etc. Uh, but Kopech had been throwing 100 in the fall league and and teams were on him. And so, um, you know, just at that time, guys that throw 100 plus for me really have a chance to be elite leverage relievers or closers. Um, I kind of saw him as like potentially one of the better closers in the game mm. with the ability to throw 101, 102, et cetera. Um, when guys have that much velo, it, it's just easier to just let them eat uh, for an inning um, everybody wants him to be a starter, but it always feels like man, that, that skill set can go out and just dominate for an inning. So kind of back then, that that was my own personal perspective is that this guy's gonna be one of the best leverage relievers in baseball at some point. And I think you saw that a couple years ago, he was. Um, so the you know, the future is still so bright for him. And ultimately I just want him to be in a role that he's comfortable with and he can let all that physicality shine through because he, he's a specimen he's put together and you just stand around him and you, you feel really insecure about yourself. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. That's how put together he is.
1: Yeah. And now it, and, and, and he's such, it was so good to catch up with him a couple different times this year. And like I said, I mean, I remember going through the whole deal with him as you guys did. I mean, I remember him walking by with a cast, why do you have a cast? And then you find out you get a fight with a roommate and like all of that stuff. And now you land like this guy who, is a very thoughtful guy and and a good guy. And by the way, I can't let you go like without asking you what's it. Not everybody's in a room for a Chris. trade. I mean, that was, that must've been fun. Right. Wild. I don't know.
0: I mean, it was, it was one of the bigger trades, um, you know, in the game for a while and to, to watch it go down, to see the back and forth, um, you know, Dabrowski would, would feel the calls and, uh, I remember we were just kind of like spitting through names and trying to get the valuations right, and it was just a lot of fun. When that one happened, that was a big deal because we knew we were all in and we were going for it, and it it was pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember Dave; he was in such a good mood. He was such a good, like after the fact. Um, speaking of which, this is this is how much of a pro that I am. I'm morphing into the Chris Sale conversation. You had put up after his training when I was on the zip line. Uh, a it looked like a, a slow motion camera version of a fast, his fast best fa- one of the most unique fastballs. I forget exactly what you tweeted up, but one of the most unique fastballs, which obviously leads me to okay, tell me about it. Tell me about your perspective of a healthy Chris sale, what that's like, why you put that video up. What's different about him?
0: Yeah. I mean, every picture I've seen for the last six or seven years is me walking around Fort Myers with a a camera and a tripod. You know, every article, somehow that got into all the uh, stock photo agencies. And (laughs) so I I took all these high-speed videos uh, for years, and some of them, you know, creative aesthetic angles, just because I wanted to watch from, like, the batter's perspective. Um, So I had set up high-speed cameras behind home plate just to see what does Chris Sale's fastball look like from behind the catcher. Uh, what does the umpire see? What does the batter see? And just the aesthetics of, of that particular fastball that I posted. Um, you know, Chris has an amazing delivery. He's this skinny, wiry, tall. He strides across body. He jumps after he throws towards first base and it kind of slings it, kind of launches it. And he just has, like, perfect spin on the baseball. So the way that he... I mean, I always think back to 2017. He punched out 308 guys and was throwing 98 miles an hour in the last inning sometimes, kind of just jumping off the mound and slinging his sidearm. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And then to get to watch it under high-speed camera, um, just aesthetically, was was incredible. And so I have just tons of footage like that. And it's just, it's just fun to appreciate the talent that he has. Um, so... I had seen Alex Cora post something on Instagram and kind of dove into my hard drives. And uh, I I had remembered that video clip in particular that I have probably watched it a thousand times. And I just wanted the rest of the world to appreciate the beauty of Chris Sale's fastball in slow motion. And uh, it's really just amazing how he just like stares down the barrel of that fastball throughout the whole clip and just is so poised, so balanced. And uh, it's it's really, really fun to watch.
1: Well, that's the thing is that I look at it, and I'm like, that's a cool image. You look at it as saying, look, where's his fingertips? Where are his eyes? Where is his balance? All of that, right?
0: Yeah. He's uh, very special at what he does. You wouldn't teach that delivery to other pitchers, but when pitchers organically have a delivery like that and they can still uh, repeat themselves pitch after pitch and produce elite velocity or spin or pitch shapes, Uh, You just tip their cap because as a coach, you just don't want to disrupt uh, that kind of art on the mound.